0: Hello and welcome to the Thinking Like a Lawyer podcast. My name is Catherine Vino. I'm a senior editor at Above the Law, and my co-host is Chris Williams, also of Above the Law Fame. Hi, Chris. Hello, hello. How are you this fine day?
1: This is actually on a good note, but let me get there. I'm in pain, so on Saturday there was this thing called a Go Fest New York. So I went up to New York and I walked for like 15 miles with my head in my phone, catching is that, Pokemon. Is it that wasn't Pokemon just me. Thing?
0: Was,
1: yeah, but it was like <laughs> it was so it was a it was Pokemon Go Fest in New York 2023, of course. But you got to say the year because there are other ones previously. And this was my first one. And it was cool because I was one of, like, 70,000 other people who were uh, flooding, like, Randall Park, like, Bryant Park, like, t- two different parks in New York. And uh, it was really nice. It was cool. It's,
0: it's like the error tour, but mobile. You have to walk. <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely. So and what was pr- the most
0: rare Pokemon that you caught during your weekend? By the way, I appreciate that you pushed us right into small talk without me having to fake the sound effect with Joe Patrice being uh, not with us today. He's covering the IltaCon conference, uh, legal tech. He's he's immersed in the world of legal tech at the moment. Uh, but yeah, so what was the most rare Pokemon that you caught this weekend?
1: Oh, well, I hope all the listeners are holding on to their butts. I caught a couple rare ones. I caught a couple of requesas. Uh, oh, by the way, this is the part where if you don't play Pokemon Go, it'll just sound like the parents talking and peanuts. Is it wah, peanuts wah, or wah, Charlie wah, Brown? Wah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wah, there wah. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I caught a Rayquaza. I caught two really good carbinks. One was like 14, 15, 15, and the other one was 15, 14, 15. So if you see me in Great League terrorizing, just know it's me. Um, <laughs> a couple Lucarios, you know, those got to love those steel fighting types and a bunch of shieldons. So I got some candy for my XL candy for my Bastia Don. So if you see me harassing your Pokemon, you know, rock throw. Oh, SmackDown, SmackDown. You know that's from me walking 14. I'm- miles in a pair of shoes that I was not should not have been walking in They were sneakers <laughs> I thought they were fine I thought they had support turns out they just looked really nice <laughs>
0: so. well listen I am I'm a big fan of just looking really nice uh, <laughs> as my mother would say it's the price of beauty so <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: and you know beauty ain't cheap uh so if you saw just so if you were at Pokemon Go Fest in New York you saw some guy in a purple linen top and shorts with dreads and Gray Adidas walking around in pain. Not only was he <laughs> in pain, it was it was me. So it was nice yeah. to meet you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it sounds like you had a great time regardless of, of the pain that you're currently. I see. I appreciate how you got to the pain eventually. <laughs> yeah. I had a fairly low-key weekend, but uh, found I found a new reality TV show that I'm Ooh. now going to be binging on, which makes me very, very happy. It's an old show, but it's new to me, Below Deck, Bravo. I'm not, I love my reality TV, but I don't mm. tend to gravitate towards the Bravo offerings in the reality TV world. But now,
1: before uh, you describe it, is it a reality TV show about pirates?
0: No, it's about yachting.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I think it was yachting. boat related. <laughs>
0: It is it's definitely bullet related, 100 boat related. But uh, I I kind of stumbled across it this a couple of days ago, and I'm already on like season four. And there's like spinoffs too, so I have so much so much good TV in front of me. It is a freaking delight, and I'm quite excited about it.
1: Is one of the spinoffs <laughs> above the deck?
0: No, it's like above a uh, below deck Mediterranean below deck oh, down okay. under. It's like an Australian, it's like, like, it's like Survivor or something. It's like yeah. Well, except those are different seasons, like meant to be different mm-hmm. seasons of the same show. These are different shows. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay, okay. Like like there are like seven seasons of the below the down under version, but there's ten seasons of the original. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like okay. Survivor, they were always still the original show. It wasn't like a different show. Gotcha. I don't know if that makes sense, but yes, I've been watching a lot of reality TV. Uh, it's a, it's a good thing to do while I'm pumping. So, you know, <laughs> I it is, it. is what I'm doing. All right. Well, I think that pretty much ends our, our, we're real people, not just um, <laughs> legal <laughs> amalgamations. We're not just some AI, sto- uh, you know, pointing the direction of legal topics. Um, we're real people.
1: Quick interim between small talk ending and the start of the story. While yeah. I was walking Pokemon, uh, Bryant Park. I saw somebody sitting on a bench talking about like Scalia's jurisprudence, and I almost threw up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, which park was it at? Did you see this?
1: I think it was Bryant Park.
0: I was gonna say it was Um, Washington Square Park. It's definitely an NYU law student. (laughs) yeah, Yeah, I was like, I was like,
1: bro, it's the weekend.
0: Like, so Bryant Park is probably, it's potentially uh, some Fordham Law kid is my guess, mm-hmm. just location wise, uh, but uh, it's pretty hilarious. And it looked like it might have been a date. Okay, go on. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of terrible jurisprudence, though, this, mm-hmm. this is a really smart transition. I really enjoy it, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally deliberate.
1: Totally deliberate in plan. Totally
0: deliberate. You wrote about James Ho last week. Fifth Circuit Judge James Ho wrote a dissent that you uh, want to tell us about?
1: Well, once is a strong word, but I will tell you about it. <laughs> so it was a case. So the the underlying case dealt with the cost of a school in Texas. And the underlying facts of the case are interesting. So for students that are in-state, they're paying about $50 per credit hour. You're talking about hour. college
0: credit? Yes. State schools? Okay.
1: Yes. So they're paying about $50 for a credit hour. And out-of-state students are paying like $450 for a credit hour. Vast difference. Sure. If I was an out if I was an out of towner, I'd want to pay 50. I, w- I wouldn't want to pay nine times as much either. I get that. The meat of the case was about what in state means. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that residents who didn't have, you know, papers. So like illegal immigrants who lived in the state of Texas were able sure. to pay the $50 per credit hour rate because they were in the state.
0: Right? Sure. I mean, that seems uh, that seems accurate. If for nothing, right, right, right. If nothing else seems accurate.
1: Right. Right. And it's like. So I guess so like the, the the gist of the, the suit was like, sure, they're in the state, but they're not of the state. Right. And whenever and when that that, that this lawsuit reminds me of the uh, I think it's like a Bill Clinton bit where he's getting asked about his infidelity. And he's like, I guess it depends on what the definition of is is. Right. Like, it's a very is a,
0: famous line. Yes. Yeah, so this is <laughs> I a, do remember it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So this is like a what does in mean case. Right. And. My thing is, interesting case, sure, but it seems like something that should be dealt with by legislature. You know, shouldn't be somebody with a gavel deciding what the price of attending college should be, right? Mm -hmm. Seems like on a 16-judge panel, 15 judges agreed or felt like, well, it wasn't really a thing. But Judge Ho, on the other hand, is the lone dissenter, Took his opinion. Well, it's a not- it's a
0: it was a motion to be heard on bank, right? So yeah, it had right. already gone through the regular circuit court process, and now they were appealing it to see if the entire sixteen judge panel was willing to hear it. And only Judge Ho had an opinion on that one.
1: <laughs> right, right, and his opinion was basically uh, a round of applause about how great citizenship is, which is phenomenal, great, cool. But it felt more like a grab for attention than a judge doing their job. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of ironic that uh, Texas, the state best known for putting up these deadly flotillas in the middle of the Rio Grande uh, when it comes to immigration, is being accused by Judge Ho of being soft on immigration.
1: Right. You'd think the uh, killing would be a, you know, a good defense. Against good deterrent. That it, it, I
0: don't think that people are willing to face, you know, a deadly obstacle to get there just for the sake of cheap college credit. <laughs> right.
1: Right. I mean, they got to also be there for like the, the Chuck Norris printouts. Is that still a thing? Remember uh, when like, no, no, I don't. In, my, in my head, in my head, the, the don't mess with Texas and Chuck Norris that are like wet together.
0: Well, he, he was the star of Texas Walker Ranger.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know. There, there's was, a
0: reason why he's associated with Texas, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's the reason, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, well, he, that was not the only noteworthy case that uh, Judge Ho got to the news with um, last week. The abortion pill case came up through the Fifth Circuit. You'll remember um, Judge Kaczmarek, who was the district court judge who ruled uh, terrible things for the access to the um, abortion pill. And the majority, it's a three-judge panel. This is not an unbanked situation. This is just, you know, Judge Ho was just placed on it. All three judges were actually Republican appointees. The two in the majority said that the whether or not the FDA's approval of the drug Was not under question, but did institute a bunch of restrictions on access to it that the FDA more recently had loosened sort of restriction, your ability to get prescriptions online over the mail, that kind of stuff. They got rid of all those sort of loosening of restrictions on the drug, but did not touch the the drug's approval. And side note is none of these none of this is actually put in action until the supreme until it is potentially going to be uh, appealed to the supreme court because of a lower court decision because it had already been appealed and and it's stayed in its current state until the, it is fully briefed to the supreme court. So assuming if it if when and if it is going to be going to the supreme court. But the point is that uh, Judge Ho's dissent was attention grabbing. <laughs> I think is a mild way to put it. He would do away with the approval of the drug entirety, despite the fact that it has been on the market safely for decades, decades, saying that some doctors have an aesthetic injury, have standing to sue over the approval of the abortion drug uh, because of the aesthetic injury to some doctors, because some doctors like seeing the pictures of the unborn, be- of unborn babies and, and like that their patients have them. So that he would recognize that as an injury. He borrows the concept of aesthetic injury from environmental law, kind of as a mm-hmm. nanny nanny boo boo to the to liberals. Be like, well, you care about the environment. So now I'm going to apply this environmental law concept to women's bodies. Cause those are the exact same thing saying that doctors who should be able to sue because they would be sad. They'd be sad if their patients got an abortion. That is not <laughs> really what people mean when they're talking about standing though, is it?
1: <laughs> no, nah, no. And the unfortunate thing is right now we're at a point where this is like patently, patently ridiculous. But my worry is that if judges keep making dumb arguments like this, at what point will it, will it catch on?
0: Yeah, well, you know? at least it pushes the Overton window, right? Yeah. You know, once this is out, the, you know, every far, far right thing pushes the window of what we consider the middle further to the right and there's not really a counter left wing force putting out far further and further left wing ideas. Uh, if anything, I think the left has been pushing itself towards the middle, which again mm-hmm. pushes the Overton window only in one direction towards the right, which yeah. I think is incredibly problematic yeah, it's a really it's a, it's a terrible kind of decision and then shortly after that came out, The Lever did some reporting about Judge Ho's wife, Allison Ho. She's a partner at Gibson Dunn, a well-respected appellate attorney uh, who's received a bunch of money and honoreras and works with, occasionally, um, the Alliance Defending Freedom, which coincidentally enough, were lead counsel. They were lead counsel on the exact same case that James Howe made a bunch of headlines on <laughs> for ruling uh, in in the plaintiff, uh, having an aggressively right-wing ruling. You know, James Howe said that he's not violated any ethics rules, and it's not clear that the amount of money that she received and it being honoreras, et cetera, uh, would have tripped the ethics rules. But it is pretty clear that, uh, you know, the mere appearance of impropriety is not really a standard anyone's anyone thinks we should be hold held to judges should be held to anymore.
1: yeah I think at this point we need to call it pulling a Clarence <laughs> <laughs> like when you roll on something you know your wife's involved with
0: yeah, it's 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 very, very clear that this is this is from the the Thomas playbook, both Ginny and Clarence Thomas. And I think that it, you know this is, goes to your point kind of about the Overton window once these ideas once they're out there and there's no punishment for them there's no there's no sense of oh, you can't continue to do this or there will be consequences. More people feel like, hey, it's not a big deal. I will also note that uh, Judge Ho said that his wife's practice is to donate the honoraria. And listen, she's a partner at a big law firm. She doesn't need the thousands of dollars I'm sure that she's getting uh, for these um, speaking engagements. But she donates it to charity. Did not specify which charities. um, And I will note that the Alliance Defending Freedom (laughs) is is a 503C nonprofit. So question mark where that money actually winds up.
1: Calidus AI cleverly supports you by suggesting relevant law to address your complex issues. Put in simple questions or longer fact patterns, then Calidus asks you to confirm if points are salient before proceeding. Use Calidus to check if you found all the key concepts, cases, and statutes. Calidus turns that into a high-quality, customer-ready document. Handle complexity confidently with Legal's most advanced AI platform. Get $90 off your first two months. Use promo code Joe at calidusai.com. That's C A L L I D U S A I.com. Hey, Guy, what's up? Just having some lunch, Conrad. Hey, gee, do you see that billboard out there? Oh, you mean that guy out there in the gray suit? Yeah, the gray suit guy. Order up. There's uh, all those beautiful, rich leather bound books in the background. That is exactly the one. That's J.D. McGuffin at Law. He'll fight for you. I bet you he has got so many years of experience. Like decades and decades. And I bet, Guy, I bet he even went to a law school. Are you a lawyer? Do you suffer from dull marketing and a lack of positioning in a crowded legal marketplace? Sit down with Gee and Conrad for Lunch Hour Legal Marketing on the Legal Talk Network. Available wherever podcasts are found.
0: Well, we started the last segment talking about Texas, and uh, we have another story about the Republic of Texas, shall we say, uh, and oh, no. water saws, question <laughs> <sighs> mark?
1: Well, you know, and are they water saws or are they a defense against Mexico uh, declaring war, you know, right? I think the, I think the way that the Texas lawmakers are framing it was like, this is a, a war effort. Like, the, they were like, this is an invasion that they were trying to put an end to. So what the Texas lawyers, what the lawmakers did was they put these um, buoys up to try to fight the people illegally immigrating into the into Texas. Cool, whatever. But they had rotating buzzsaws on them.
0: It sounds bad.
1: It sounds bad, but it also sounds like deli- a
0: cartoon villain.
1: Yeah, like I'm expecting it to be like a Wile E. coyote collab, but no, this is apparently a real thing. Oh. And. As to be expected, the federal government was like, you can't do that. And that's where Texas got into the, you know, the legal arguments of justifying why they're, you know, killing people.
0: Killing people without due process. Let's be clear. This is not a death penalty argument here. This, is, this is just murder.
1: Yeah. And so the federal government does their part and they try to, you know, say that they have the authority to regulate what Texas is doing with the waters. Because they do, according to federal law. And mm-hmm. Texas comes up with a bunk argument that oh these waters aren't navigable because there are times when they're not able to have boats across them. And if you really think about it, the whole world was na- wasn't navigable at one point because of Noah's Ark when God flooded the flooded the land. And it's like, wait.
0: That this is that is an interpretation.
1: Yeah, this is something you'd see in Tales, not in the courtroom. Right? <laughs> um and, and my take on it is yes, this is a horrible human tragedy, like people are being killed over this, but looking at it legally, I think that this is to shows like how far we've slid we've 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 slid is slid the word slid
0: I think just slid,
1: yeah, uh, well I might as well don't half ass the thing full ass it. it shows how much we've solidified when it comes <laughs> to uh establishment cause jurisprudence mm. Why is the, why is the government citing Genesis, <laughs> you know, even if it was Leviticus? It shouldn't be something that lawmakers are citing to justify why they're taking the policy action that they're taking.
0: Yeah, it, it does seem like the government's not supposed to be quoting the Bible to justify murdering people.
1: And like over to window, like if, if this conversation was happening in like 2000, it'd be like, duh. <laughs> but now with um, what is it? Bremerton was the was the, mm-hmm. the case that started off the. Um, That was the case with the coach praying at the 50-yard line, right?
0: Oh, yeah. though From last term.
1: Right. And then there were – speaking of term, there were a bunch of uh, states that were passing uh, abortion laws. And they were, like, part of talking about how God is given even fetuses inalienable right to life and their opposition to abortion being legal. So, like, we're starting to see with increasing frequency – Religious texts being used as justification for laws that apply to everybody, regardless of their religious behavior, religious leanings, or none thereof,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's worrisome.
0: Yeah. Okay, we're back, and uh, our we, we mentioned our colleague Joe Patrice is in is at a legal tech conference, ILTACON, which actually is at, in Disney World this year. He's I think staying Ooh. at the the I don't know one of the one of the one of the. Hotels on property everything is being run out of the Dolphin and the Yacht Club Hotel, um, which is pff, ironic. or well, not ironic. This fitting. Let's say it's fitting uh, since we're about to talk about talk about a couple of stories about Disney. Ron DeSantis is a fatwa against Disney. has been in the news yet again. <laughs> you'll remember he's he got his panties in a bunch because Disney put out some lukewarm uh, (laughs) response to the governor's don't say gay uh, bill and in response uh, they've Governors tried to basically take over, uh, Reedy Creek, which is the district, the the kind of district surrounding Disney World that they had a board around that kind of create that controlled uh, the long term planning for the area in in Orlando where Disney is, um, and had tried to take it over, but you know didn't do a great job. I mean, listen, Ron DeSantis is a Harvard law educated guy, but I'm not sure the details are really his <laughs> forte. Disney had done a bunch of uh, kind of negotiating behind the scenes and was able to strip power of the board that DeSantis was about to take over uh, and had to publish public notice of said move, which DeSantis and his allies just ignored or didn't know about or whatever. Uh, But so now they're fighting in court. And Desantis's (laughs) legal case against Disney appears very much to be going in one direction. And, uh, you know, if you want to bet on a mouse, this is your time to do it. It it doesn't look his legal arguments don't look great, and uh, they look they look so not great. In fact, that he has come out in the media and said he he, that he's moved on. Not le- not a, not not like he, not like he's dismissing a case or trying to you know negotiate a set- settlement or something like that. He's just you know emotionally he's he's moved on. He's he's over it. It's apparently not a winning issue on the campaign trail, so he's over it. So he's asked Disney, in in statements, not in legal filings. Don't worry, but just in public statements, uh, <laughs> to get over it too.
1: Also, for Wait. all the lawyers listening, do not ever <laughs> use that for one of your clients. Like, oh, we're over the, we're over we're the over murder it. accusation. You know, it's so whatever.
0: That was like last Hashtag week. over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that wasn't sort of the end of the Reedy Creek disaster uh, for the governor of Florida. It also came out that one of the members, one of his kind of cronies that he had installed on the new board of the Reedy Creek uh, Development District can't actually serve on said uh, Reedy Creek <laughs> and Development District uh he's a publicly elected or a public official um he has another job uh, and you can't hold two uh public offices at the same time oopsie <laughs> oopsie so you know he's he's not supposed to he's not supposed to be on the board but there he is on the board
1: if you're going to attack disney do your homework it's just shame. Like I, I'm, I'm feeling like third party, like <laughs> regretting. Like I, I know I'm not involved with it, but I feel like if my name was involved with this, I'd at least want to do a quick Google search to see yeah. like who's yeah. involved and if they can be involved. But you know.
0: yeah, yeah, and and to be more specific, the um, actual guy, uh, he's actually he who's charged with, he's running the ethics commission for the state and the tax. And there's actually state law that prohibits public employees, which he would be when he was on Reedy Creek from serving on the ethics commission. So he can't do both of those jobs at the same time. So there's a real problem there. And of course it's ethics related because, you know, hello. <laughs> and it's just, it's remarkable. I think what you more to the point that you were making that, you know, do your homework before you go. If you, if you go for the, if you come for the King, you best not miss. Right. Right. Uh, and Disney has a lot of money. You know, I don't know why this is not obvious that, you know, you can't just... Disney's not some sort of, you know, kicking post that you can just throw up headlines about and try to mess with and not expect some sort of legal retaliation. And not even retaliation, just response. It's just a response. They're just trying to protect the rights that they believe that they are owed under existing contracts and existing, you know, law. Right. And I think, I think that, that they're entitled to defend themselves. And, and you know, I... Think that in terms of court of public opinion, I think Disney pretty much has the right of it. And, you know, who doesn't love who doesn't love them? A Disney princess at the end of the day.
1: Right. And not only are they very good at what they do. One thing we cannot forget. Disney is petty. Like.
0: (laughs) Like,
1: abnormally petty. Like, if some three-year-old somehow figures out how to upload a video to YouTube and uh, it's a small world after all is playing, there will be a team of lawyers on that kid's ass. Like, no hesitation. <laughs> like, they don't stop.
0: Vigorously defend their legal rights. I Aggressively. I think that is a fair way to say it. Yeah.
1: There was a point where there were protests. And I think the the police officers, because they didn't want to be recorded, started playing copyrighted Disney music. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't stop just because you think you're done with <laughs> <for> the thing. <laughs> yeah, they're not stopping until Walt Disney comes back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> until he's defrosted from deep freeze. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing of it is just what a freaking terrible PR move, right? You, it's not a, from a position of strength that anyone says, I'm over it. When they're, when they're talking about a legal fight that they started. This does not portray a position of strength, but, you know, I guess uh, DeSantis is used to not (laughs) operating from a position of strength, seeing as he's been running a quite distant second in polls to the quadruply indicted former (laughs) president Donald Trump. (laughs) I I feel I feel like once you get
1: past being indicted a second time, it actually just becomes impressive. It's like it's like watching. uh, It's like watching a reality TV show. It's like, will he hit quintuple? You know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we might have hit the, the end of the number of indictments, um, but it is it is it is fantastic to watch. I, I will note there was some other quick little story we did or did this week as well uh, about DeSantis and Trump saying there's one other way that Ron DeSantis is beating. There's one way, at least, that Ron DeSantis is beating Donald Trump. And it's not just the number of indictments currently against him, <laughs> Ron DeSantis has more lawyers donating to his political campaign than Donald Trump. Uh,
1: I guess a shout out to Kravat.
0: Uh, it, it's Kravath first of all uh,
1: <laughs> listen if you're donating Still to that cravath. guy i'm if you're donating to that guy i'm saying your name wrong i know how to say it. <laughs>
0: uh it's I'm actually Sullivan and Cromwell is the number one do, uh, firm and this is not the firm itself right this is not like the firm writing a check this is lawyers who work happen to work for various big law firms uh, or law firms and, or lawyers in general but uh, sure. Sullivan Cromwell is actually the number one contributor uh, individual contributor amongst lawyers um, to political to DeSantis's campaign. So that is noteworthy as well. It's mostly SNC lawyers uh, who are big fans of Ron DeSantis.
1: <laughs> Shouts out to the Cramwell then.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I think that that kind of wraps up our stories for the week. Do you have anything, Chris, before I start telling people where to find us?
1: I sounds like a threat. No, I'm okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, that was from a position of strength, unlike what I I respect it. I respect <laughs> it, you know. Take but notes for Harvard graduates. Yeah. <laughs> Time is ticking. Uh, and you can find these stories and so much more at AboveTheLaw.com. You can reach out to us on social media uh, on most things. It's at ATLblog is the... Twitter slash X, et cetera, et cetera. All the new platforms that are coming up, uh, ATL is on it at atlblog.com, ATL blog. Uh, I'm generally available at Catherine1. You're at Rights for Rent. You should check out the other podcasts on the Legal Talk Network. Uh, You should check out my other um, podcast, The Jabot, about Issues of diversity in the law. And Joe does a legal tech writer's roundup, weekly roundup, that he's very, very proud of. So, <laughs> you know, there's that. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's all the things we have to say this week. Peace.
1: Peace.